Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck. We've been talking this week really about a line that Jesus, words that the risen Christ spoke, that John the Apostle in the book of Revelation heard uh, the Lord speaking, you know, behold, I make all things new. God has made all things new in Jesus Christ. And there in that beautiful passage talks about the new heaven and the new earth that Jesus is, is going to bring about when he comes again in glory to judge the living and the dead. He'll do that first. And then he's going to bring heaven, a new heaven and a new earth. He's going to bring them together and the old earth and its corruptions and its rebellion and its the powers that dominate it will be absolutely destroyed. Peter described it as going to all be burned up, but there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And it's very important for Christians to think about that. Why? Because we see the glory of God's plan and we, we know the end of the story. The devil doesn't win. Our own weaknesses and sadness and disappointments in this world, real battles and struggles, hardships, they don't get the last word. The devil doesn't get the last word. Our fallen human flesh doesn't get the last word. And the fallen world that resists the rule and reign of Jesus Christ does not get the last word. The last word belongs to the word, the word spoken by the father. And that's the son of God. You know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. All things were made through him and everything, everything that has been made has been made through him. It's not exactly what the verse said, but that's what it means. I can't remember exactly how it goes off the top of my head. But, and in him is life. In him is life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. I just love that line. In him was life. We've been talking, what is this newness? We've been talking about the newness of life. We'll continue to do it today. But the new life is the light to the human race. It's seeing something entirely different about humanity's purpose and destiny. There's a life that didn't exist in the world. There's, we have biological life. You know, the clock is ticking on our biological clock. The clock is ticking on the cosmos, I guess. You know, the, and in the life of plants aren't going to live forever in creation. The Lord's going to make all things new and there will be no end to the kingdom and to what God creates. And so in him was life, and that life was the light of men. And it's not just a thought like, ooh, the light went on. But it's the light that's in a person, the light that dispels the darkness of the kingdom of Satan, the darkness that's in the world, the lies about God, the lies about the human race, the lies about the meaning of life, the lies that say God doesn't exist, and we're just here on our own, and this is all an accident. You know, that darkness, but the light comes in and Jesus reveals, reveals the origin, purpose, and destiny of the human race. He reveals the Father and the Creator who is love itself and the relationship between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that light is revealed to the human heart and it's in our, our baptism where at first the power to be able to, to rise to that new life is in us. The Christian life is a supernatural life. And sometimes we, reduce it to simply our willing. It's just a battle of will. We just got to work harder like Avis, the old commercial, we have to try harder. Yeah, the effort for sure 
is very important, you know. But the new life is God's working in us, and it's a conscious participation of his will at work in us, the work of the Holy Spirit, and our saying yes to the Holy Spirit each day. And when we fall in our weakness, we repent, and we know Jesus said seven times, 70 times, seven times a day, we can do that. Right, We can come to him because he's the God of mercy. The Father is filled with mercy. But we see the saints who are further down the field, you might say. Those who've gone before us and those who are in the world that we, that we see. People of extraordinary humility and love and meekness and kindness and gentleness and faith and hope. And we see what God can do in each and every one of us. So if you're listening today and you might think, boy, I'm, I'm, older uh, and I'm late to the game. I really haven't paid attention for decades in my life. And just now I've been coming to faith and I'm just preoccupied by the awareness of my own weakness and my own sin and the darkness that's in the world. And I, I just, I'm constantly feeling sad or discouraged. And this is a, this is a moment and a place for you today to give all of that to the Lord and to be able to say, no, he has made all things new. And that means me. If you've been baptized into Christ, if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, Paul says you'll be saved. That If this is your heart confession and you've repented, and again, saying yes to the graces that God is giving you. By the way, if you've never been baptized, you're listening, go to a Catholic church. Or call us. It's it's so important, it's critical that you receive this great gift of baptism and what I described yesterday about what that means for us and how we access this newness of life and come into the light that's given to us in Jesus. You can ask the question, well, yeah, and then what, what does Jesus want from me? Because a lot of people say, I don't know what God's will is for my life. What does he want me to do? And I just don't know. I'm stuck. I mean, I think the key thing is to you know, get the foundation pieces in place about the Lord's will. And one simple way to remember it and to think about it is the cry of the early church, the fundamental cry of the early church about Jesus. What is this all about? What is the church, what are the, the apostles witnessing to? They're witnessing to the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. This is the fundamental cry of the church and you know, the witness of the church. Well, each one of those words means something really important and communicates what Jesus wants for us. First, Jesus means what? It means Savior. In the simplest terms, Jesus wants you to be saved from the power of sin, the power of death, and the power of Satan. No human resource can save you from it. Your will, your smarts, your resources, your bank account, whatever cannot do that. Jesus has come to give you the new life to make it possible for you to live forever and to be, as we read the first on Monday, you know, the marriage feast of the Lamb that the book of Revelation talks about, the new heaven and the new earth that the Lord wants every human being to participate in by their saying yes to this first thing. Jesus presents himself as the Savior of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would die, die but would have everlasting life. He wants to bring the life. And how do we access the life? 
We access it in baptism, we talked about yesterday. And that means how do we get there? We repent. We turn to him. We turn to the Lord. We receive his saving love. And in baptism, he takes away the stain of original sin. He breaks the back of the dominion of death that has a claim over human beings who are separated from God because of the fall, because of the sin that's in the world, the sin that grips them. And then ultimately, it breaks the power of Satan's claim over us that we are actually guilty of rebellion against God and deserve to be enslaved by him. And he breaks those lies, right? So that's number one. What does Jesus want of me? What does God the Father want of me? Well, first thing is he wants you to let him save you. And it's a simple thing and a very profound thing, but it's also hard because of human pride. Human beings resist Jesus' diagnosis, the full diagnosis of our condition, which in that beautiful passage in the Gospels where he describes the condition of the human heart when they ask him, I think it was one of the Pharisees asks him, you know, if we eat certain foods, will it defile us? And Jesus said, it's not what comes out from outside a man or a woman that defiles them, but it's what comes from within. And then Jesus spoke uh, such important words that the world needs to hear so badly. Why is there so many wars? and Why so much hatred and division and lying and deceit and racism and heart, you know, why is it, it just keeps happening? What's going on? It originates in the human heart. Jesus said, look in the human heart, what's there? Jealousy, anger, bitterness, hatred, lying, lust, all these kinds of things are there. And Jesus wants to give us a new heart so we could live differently. We have to be made new. We have to be washed clean. We have to be saved. Right? Because that interior fallenness of our heart is subjected to the domination of, of the satanic powers that are in the world and just the world's seductive power to say, be this, do that, pay attention to this, enthrone this in your life. So that's number one. Number two, Jesus is Christ. He wants to anoint us with the Holy Spirit, that the spirit that raised him from the dead. He wants to give us his own spirit, and in that way, we become children of God. Like St. John said in the gospel, he gave us power to become children of God. He's talking to, he's a Jewish person now. Remember this, like some people just, well, that's already happened for the Jews and now it's going to happen for us. Or people will say everybody already is a child of God. Well, in a, in a particular way, that's true, you could say, but not in the strict biblical sense. Because John himself is saying he gave us power to become children of God to be born again and to give us this new power, new capacity to live a new way of life so we can walk in holiness and we can engage the mission of the church that Jesus said, you know, the two great things he commands, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbors, yourself, the great commandment and the great commission, go make disciples of all nations. Both of those are empowered and impossible without the empowered reality of the Holy Spirit at work in us. Right, And so Jesus wants to give you, anoint you, to christen you, to Christ you, because Christ means anointed. He's the Messiah. And what is he filled with as Messiah? He's filled with the Holy Spirit. 
this new life. It's impossible to live the Christian life on our own resources. Even baptized people, people who are baptized as infants and maybe don't really have much faith and really haven't walked with the Lord, haven't sought the Lord and given the Lord permission, hungered after him, sought the sacraments, sought the word of God, you know, community in the church and all that, and just have kind of lived their own life and just drifted along. There is no power there in that kind of life. We have to say yes and surrender to this desire of the Lord. And finally, the third is he wants to be the Lord. He is the Lord. He's the Lord of heaven and earth. All power and authority belong to him. He wants us to experience his kingdom. He said the kingdom of God is among you and his authority and power at work in us. He wants that reality of living in the kingdom, not just to be a concept, but to be a lived reality. And so the manifestations of his kingdom, perfectly shown forth in the, in the radical lives of the saints living in the kingdom, but signs and wonders worked in his name. The dead raised, the sick are healed as a manifestation to tell people about the kingdom, but also the growth and holiness and the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the gifting of charisms to help build the church and to make the kingdom present for people in the world to be able to see it. So he wants to save you. He wants to anoint you. And he wants to be the Lord of your life. And so if you've never asked the Lord, if you've never from your heart, friend, you know, got down on your knees or wherever you are, just sincerely say, Jesus, I repent of my sin. I want to be in tune with what you want for me. I want these realities in my life. I want to be saved. I want to live in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to live for you and not for myself any longer. God bless you, friends. Have a great day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.